Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's another episode of the Health Wealth Podcast. We've got um, more education, more information, and an interesting chat again today. We are joined by Barry again with me, as always, and we've also got Josh Evans with us. We're going to talk a lot about uh, health and fitness with him um, and what, what his views are on it and how, how he works with his clients in the space. So, um, Barry, how are you, first of all? It's good to see you back again. Thanks, Ryan. Glad to be back. Thanks for having me on. And yeah, looking forward to another uh, great episode and uh, having another guest on and uh, discussing all things fitness and health. So looking forward to it. And uh, welcome, Josh. Uh, great to have you on. Thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you very much for coming. I'm looking forward to this one too, uh, getting a bit more into the kind of the exercise side uh, of fitness as well as, you know, we concentrate a lot on the, the diet and nutrition side, but looking to pick up on some of Josh's expertise on this side. So um, Josh, I think we'll, we'll kind of start at the beginning. Um, if, if you want to kind of let us know what got you into health and fitness at, at first, was it something that's always been there or did it did it develop over time? And was there any particular thing that got you into it? Yeah, sure. So... My journey really started when I was a kid. I, I lost my mum when I was a young lad. And, um, you know, I didn't like being in the house as a kid. School was never bad. But, um, I, you know, I always had that mindset where I needed something to to just occupy my mind. And uh, there was a point in which I actually found the gym. And I was obviously not young enough. And uh, anyway, I still went. And uh, it just satisfied that craving. You know, it was something that was... Um, lost in my life that I could I could use that kind of like re replaced it and I was in the gym and out and I just loved the whole process and you know it took me on a on a huge journey I literally oh, started seeing results and I started hearing results from people as well because everyone around me noticed it and it, that gave me a huge boost in confidence as a young kid who had zero confidence by the way and that just kind of kick-started. That was the whole spark that I needed. And at that point, I started to really get into um, sport and different sports as well. It was a football, there was rugby. We've gone into CrossFit. We've gone into um, Ironmans, like all these different things, like over the course of the last two decades, obviously stem from this point in time. And um, a lot of learning along the way, a lot of failures, um, I'm very happy to share as well. And yeah, it's it's been a huge, huge process and um, loved every minute of it. Yeah, that's brilliant. And an important point that you make there at the beginning about the, the mental health side of it. You know, exercise is an absolute brilliant treatment for, for mental health um, to keep your mental health strong. And clearly um, you found that with, with your story and your situation, that that was something that kept you occupied and as you say built your personal confidence so I think that's important I imagine that that's um something that you might find quite common with your clients that you work with nowadays yeah 100% mindset is the bedrock of everything I actually teach what's called the four pillars of fitness and this is mindset training lifestyle and nutrition I coach my clients based on those four pillars uh, but mindset is the first pillar like without that the rest of it doesn't really matter it can't really work. Um, so yeah, like you just said there, the mind and body are connected. The The more you invest in your body, like, the more the mindset uh, like solidifies, it gets stronger, it strengthens. 
Um, but there does become a point where you can invest too much time into your health and that can have an adverse effect on your mental health as well. So you've got to be careful. You've got to get the balance right. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's true. You can become too obsessed with it. So, so, so as you, while we touch on that subject, uh, are there any sort of methods you use with when you're working with people for finding that balance? Because it is something that people find hard, whether they're not invested enough into fitness or whether they're investing too much into fitness and not in the other areas. So, do do you have some methods and some some kind of tricks and ways to help people really balance their lives out? Yeah, I mean, you've got to look at everything in terms of time. You know, your commitments to life. So you can't just look in my past, I just became the athlete and to do, to do that every level, there's another devil. And what I actually mean by that is there are sacrifices you have to make in order to achieve at a higher level as an athlete. And that means you're taking time out of somewhere else in your life to um, push yourself higher as an athlete. And that's why I said there that once you go higher, your mental health starts to suffer a bit as well, because you become just alone like you, you you have no time with relate for relationships you have no time for business and making money it's just all on one thing and that's the whole point of it it's about balancing the the time you have into the your commitments your pockets that that need it so you need to use your time that you have available to get fit around your, your relationships and your business so the methods that we kind of use or that I use, um, t- typically we just look at what your week looks like or your day looks like. And we say, right, well, how much time have you got for your family? How much time do you need to sleep? How much time do you need for work? And then what you've got after that is what we have time to play with. And then we kind of structure you a goal that you're motivated to train for. We get a strategy built in place and then we start to, to get the ball rolling. Yeah, I think that's a great a great tool is to, you know, write stuff down and actually be able to see. A lot of people just go through life. It's, you know, where if you actually write it down and see how you're you're setting your life out and, and have goals and plans and to do this is always a good thing to do. Um Barry, I mean, on the having been a professional athlete yourself, what did you how did you find the balance in the life? Was that was that difficult? Yes, it's very it's very interesting what Josh what Josh alluded to in terms of um the balance, um, because obviously my background was in gymnastics and I pretty much got into it as a kid, um, eight years old. And by age 11, I was training almost every day, uh, well, five, six days a week. Uh, 11 or 12, I was I was on five, six days a week. So I actually had no balance for the next, you know, 12 years, really. That's all I did outside of education and coaching was gymnastics, training, training and competing, traveling, training, competing. And um, it was only when I transitioned, not transitioned, but when I actually left the, left the sport, I stopped training, competing for quite a few years before I went back to it, I actually started to develop other things in, my, in, in life, um, you know, your career, uh, friendships, uh, other things, you know, other skills that you didn't normally have, social skills, communication skills, all the things that you didn't actually get to develop much of because I was so immersed in in training and, and competing and achieving, you know, my goals. And so it was almost like a sort of catch-up um, uh, period for me. Um, but I wouldn't change it, obviously, because obviously I went on to... Um, 
to have a pretty decent career and achieve some some good things. Um, you know, Commonwealth Games, uh, Scottish National Championships, titles, uh, British squads, um, all of that. Um, so um, it, it was it was uh, it was tough. It did develop and it enabled me to develop discipline and uh, structure, but. It also didn't leave you much room for anything else, but uh, I've caught up with that now. And um, yeah, I think it's great um, in terms of what, what Josh is um, outlining there that for people who have a goal uh, or, or a fitness goal is to work that into their other work, um, work-life balance so that it doesn't totally consume them. I think that's a, a, a healthy transition into it. And uh, yeah, I, I can I can see I can see the benefit in that. I'm very much about outlining a strategy and using the time effectively, not getting too immersed into it, not trying to go too far too soon. Just be realistic. Um, so yeah, um, I, I can I can see similarities, um, and it's it, it certainly seems like uh, an effective strategy. So I'm finding that myself delving into. Um, transitioning from gymnastic coaching into um, calisthenics now and, and the journey that I'm going on, that, that that would be an effective strategy to use. Yeah, absolutely. It is all about finding that balance. And, you know, as, as you said there from your example, there were there were times where that, that balance wasn't there for you and it's about finding yeah. it. So, yeah. so Josh, let, let's jump into, you said about your, your four pillars. So, so I'm interested to, to know a bit more about that. So it was, what they, it was mindset was the first one. And, the, and then what was the other three? It gives a little bit of an overview of, of what that would look like. Yeah. So I believe that you, again, it's balance and you need balance in all four of these pillars in order to achieve success. Normally when one of these pillars falls down, the rest of it comes down with it. So the mindset obviously is the first we've just covered that. Then we look into lifestyle. We look into nutrition and your training. So for lifestyle, again, we touched on it there just a bit. We kind of well, I delve into people's life and like where their commitments lie and how we can make sure that getting your health in, because health is a top priority, right? And the people I actually work with are busy professionals, busy people who are very focused in one lane of life, maybe making money or maybe setting up a business. And it's trying to get them to understand uh, balance and putting the health as a top priority put health first because that can actually help build relationships help build businesses because it gives you that stronger mindset like we just covered so yes lifestyle comes into it so we have to structure your days and your weeks and make it easy for you so you can stick to it and be consistent because consistency compounds into results and then we look into obviously nutrition as well so we, we do bespoke nutrition plans for our clients. So we look into calories and macros. We give them foods based on um, their allergies as well, if they have any. And we go down that route. And there's obviously specific foods that we eat to perform better as well. And then we look into the training at the end. So how much time have you got to give? Where's your weaknesses? Like, um, how are you moving? Like, what is your goal? Like, these are the things we look at in terms of how we create a personalized training program. So we look at things like mobility, flexibility, resistance training, hit training. We do aerobic work. Uh, the list goes on. So we go into all those um, deep dive things inside those four pillars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's really interesting. And also interesting that number four is 
is the actual exercise side of it where you know people probably think with most people that's the only thing they think about isn't it they don't worry about lining up the other three they jump straight in the exercise do as much as they can to try and get the results and like you say it's important to get those other things lined up too and the the exercise kind of builds on top of that i i guess within that lifestyle is is things like sleep involved in that because you know sleep is is really important isn't it to to being able to improve your health and to and to get the right results 100% right and these are the experiences that i've had in the past so previously to me coaching i actually worked as a an operator an operator is like homer simpson if you know what homer simpson does <laughs> yeah. i did that for years you know i was working 12 hour shifts late night shifts and while i was doing that you know still a young lad like in my 20s I had ambitions in sports. So I wanted to, it's not the light off. Uh, in sports, uh, obviously, it, it's all about recovery and working night shifts affects your sleep, which affects your recovery. So I was trying to find all these different hacks to try to like, improve my recovery time so that I could perform better as an athlete while I was still working night shifts. But yeah, sleep is, is huge. Sleep is recovery is everything your game is recovery yeah you can go and smash your workout but if you're not recovering you might get injured it might be two three days before you can train at high intensity again it's not consistent enough to progress so your lifestyle and your sleep like is huge it's it's massively important it's massively overlooked it's, it's a huge biohack <laughs> yeah. it's ridiculous like sleep is everything so i actually have a client who i won't name names but is an absolute beast when it comes to training. Like, no doubt, this guy can shift, this guy can lift, and he's had his fair share of injuries. And we started looking into, obviously, his nutrition and his lifestyle, and this guy's getting, like, three, four hours sleep. Um, this is pressure from work, it's stress, and that is rolling into his next day. So he's getting half his recovery time, and then he's going out and beasting himself, and then he's doing like half his recovery time again, then beasting himself. And then this is why his body breaks and this is why it's important. So we cover it. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's really important. And I think a lot of people miss it with them. Um, obviously we, we kind of concentrate more on the the nutrition side is the stuff that we talk about. And, you know, pe- people miss that they're, they're trying to improve their health by doing all these other things, but they've not even got their nutrition, right? Like they're trying to find a magic supplement and this and that. It's like, well, you're not even eating, you know, get the basics right, which is essentially is, is what you're saying, isn't it? Get your basics in place. Then, Let's look at the exercise side and and see what we can figure out for it. One hundred percent, yeah, completely agree with that. There's so many people who get caught up in the supplements, thinking that's going to get them to the goal. Honestly, I hardly use supplements these days. It's it's all about nutrition, and it's all about how you train, and it's all about how you live your life. That's going to get you to your goal sooner. Supplements won't get you there, but supplements can help as long as you've got all everything else in place. So don't waste your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always say the battles won in the battles won in the kitchen first. And once you get that right, um that gives you a a, a far better foundation, you know. It's no use for um you know, you see really overweight people and they're 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 really going for it in the gym and that's just inflaming their, their muscles and it's flaming their body. It's it's providing a lot of strain on their body when they should just be focused on losing the weight through the nutrition first and then getting on to the exercise to supplement that. 
Yeah. Like, like Josh said, it's compounding, isn't it? Yeah. Again, you know, you start getting those little bits in place and it, and it builds on top of it and, and builds up. So say for example, you know, like, like Barry outlined there with, if someone comes to you, who is, you know, they're really, they're overweight, they're really overweight. They don't eat well, they're stressed out that they want to work out and lose weight. Where are, where are you going to start them from? Obviously, obviously I know you said about the pillars you go through, but you know, are, are you going to start them with literally don't even bother exercising, get these things in order, or are you going to start really gradual? What what would be your your go-to? Yeah, so I'll be looking into, obviously, it's the accountability, nutrition, and training. Uh, always is going to get the mindset right first. So it's how you talk to yourself, you know, like, do you have that self-belief? Do you have positive self-talk? If you don't, then we need to talk more because I need to get that out of you. We need to start making sure that you understand how much potential you have. Because as soon as you understand that, then you've committed. And now you just need a plan in place. And like you said there, uh, nutrition comes first. Get that plan in place. Start to understand what this person's eating. Are they eating high processed foods? Are they eating organically? Are they just eating far too much or not enough? Like, where are we going down here? Like, what what are we working with? Um, And if they're overweight, uh, then we need to start making sure they're getting healthy food and we're in a deficit. That's the way I would look at it. Um, start to pull some fat down and if they are really really unfit or if they have some underlying health conditions which we also need to know about that comes part of consultation then we'll be giving things like steps it's just as easy as that i mean steps burn calories it's low impact um it's low intensity and then we build the volume we build the intensity gradually as we you know, gain momentum and start seeing progress and results. And those progresses and results would look like um, numbers on a scale and pictures and obviously body measurements as well. Like we're, we're looking at all those things. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's good. That That's how you've got to start. A lot, a lot of people I find as well, some people are kind of all or nothing, aren't they? And they can literally be like, they'll go all in for two weeks, destroy themselves, and then they're done. It's like you've got to, you know, gradually ease yourself into it. When it comes to things like weight loss, do you do you have a preference for you know doing things like resistance training uh, and weight training more than cardio, or do you mix it up, or is it just literally going to be specific to each person? Could be completely different. Yeah, I mean, if you're asking me, I run a, a, a transformation program, so I'm big into body recomposition, and I'm about my my standing on this is that. I know a lot of people would say lose weight first and then build muscle because you lose weight you can see then you can see what you're working with and then you can build the muscle. But my stand on this is that muscle takes longer to build than burning fat. So why waste any more time not building muscle? So why not do a body recomposition where you can build muscle and and lose fat? So yes, resistance training is important because resistance training um, really it gives you this epoch, right? So this is the excess post exercise oxygen consumptions, right? So this is the afterburn effect that you get from resistance training that you don't get from uh, cardio work, um, which is fantastic. And this is great for someone who has weight problems and you can build that into the program, resistance training and the frequency of, cause it's all progressive overload, right? You, if someone's a beginner and they're not very comfortable, you can, you can do it at home and then you can progress to the gym. You can do it once a week at the gym. You can pre- progress to two. This is the, the great thing, right? So um, it's you just need a starting point. Then you just need to guide this person through a process and make sure it's safe and they do make progress. That's it. And tra- tracking progress as well, as you, you've already spoke about, that is a great thing because 
it, it's uh you know a positive feedback loop isn't it if, if someone's doing something and they don't know if they're improving or not it's easy to kind of lose that motivation and that and that desire but if you're constantly yeah okay that we saw this improvement this week this improvement this week um then that's great and it helps people going i suppose as as a coach that's that's probably a big part of your job isn't it tracking those things keeping them uh on on track and on point and motivated yeah 100 and this is the thing right um there's a saying that goes around in two weeks you'll feel a difference four weeks you'll see a difference in eight weeks you'll hear a difference so my goal is to take these people who you know don't have that positive mindset get that out of them get them on track and then hold them accountable to that two-week mark where they can feel that difference and like we just said there the mind and body are connected when you start to feel difference this is your mind telling you that it's starting to value itself uh, no it's knowing you are valuing yourself and your health and there's a lot of confidence that comes with that and you want more of it, it it's addictive and and that's where you want to get them and you just keep guiding them through that process yeah absolutely and it and it is uh you even said the word there addictive which which it is it gives you um exercising gives you that um dopamine hit which which is why it, it's it can really help with um things like food addiction where, where people are getting that dopamine hit from eating sugars and rubbish food and if they can replace it with exercise um it, it can really help and you know your brain loves dopamine it wants dopamine so as you say if you if the more you work out and the more your brain associates working out with a dopamine hit the more you're gonna want to do yeah. it which is obviously then uh, feeds back into a, a healthier better you and and better mental health too yeah it's the endorphin rush right so you get the endorphin rush from workouts especially from hit sessions like mm. that's why they're so powerful you know not only do you save time but you get a high intensity workout and you get the endorphin rush and you feel great it reduces stress um you feel more balanced and confident yeah it's, and then you set yourself up for success yeah definitely but when it when it comes to building muscle and i by the way i completely agree with what you were saying earlier about uh building muscle and losing fat at the same time i, I think i agree that that's completely possible um and and is the best way to do it and and the more muscle you build also the, the easier it is to burn fat isn't it because um yeah. your your metabolic rate increases the more muscle mass you have so um you know i completely agree that's right when it comes to muscle building do you have obviously again everyone's different but what would kind of be your, your base thing that you would say, like how many times a week do people need to be working out? Maybe do you, would you alternate body, um, areas of your body to hit? Could you do it just in a or kind of whole body hit session? Is there kind of basic guidelines if you really want to build some muscle that, that you need to be hitting these certain points? You know, there isn't really one size that fits all. Um, different training splits, so some people like bro splits and they like to train five times a day, five times a week. And I'm against it. Like, because I feel like you're just simmering, like you're not, cause you're not allowing your body to recover. I know you're doing opposing body parts, but um, I really do feel like you, you simmer in those sessions, but it, some people prove me wrong. Like um, some big lifters out there are doing those programs. I mean, for me personally, I'm all about rest and recovery. Remember? So um I like to come in as high intensity as possible because that's how you grow. Like your body is an adaptive organism. So you want to put it under as much stress. So you want to apply as much force in those sessions as possible. And then you want to have a, a low intensity day after that and allow it to recover and adapt from the stress and then go again. And, and, and that's how I see it, right? If you're constantly going hard at it, eventually as that compounds, yes, you might build muscle, but you also 
increase the risk of injury. So it, it's a balancing act. And for building muscle, there's, there's certain things, techniques that I like to use. And, and, and again, it all depends on, on the client. If someone has lack of gym experience, I like to use time with detention training. Uh, this is good because obviously um, you can reduce the amount of weight you use and you can still get strong from doing it. So increase the tempo. I do that a lot with my compound lifts. And obviously you increase form as a byproduct of that. You can improve it. Um, but if I was to give it to a bodybuilder, um, I would look into more uh, lower push-pull. Then I would do something like a upper pull and an upper push, uh, something like that. Or maybe three full body splits. But I would tend to go down the lower upper pull and upper push, something like that. And um, I do a lot of hypertrophy. So it's keeping those sessions really short. Sessions don't need to be longer than an hour. Like you, you can, with hypertrophy, you can cut your sessions down to like 30, 40 minutes um, because you're in there, it's high output and you get out there and you start to refuel your body and recover and go again. But hypertrophy, we're looking at eight to 15 reps. Anywhere in that rep range is, is typically where I go. And keeping the exercises um, no more than six throughout the session. And that, that typically works. And we do a lot of drop sets as well. I, I, I agree in terms of the, 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 the keeping the session shorter. I'm, I'm very much the same uh, short-term interval training, making them shorter in time but more intense. And, and I think and almost like doing yourself in. So um, that is a lot more beneficial than spend, spreading a workout over two hours. And, and then not having enough time to recover, um, you know, for the next session. And, yeah, I, I agree, and I can sort of relate this to, to gymnastics as well. If we're having a really heavy strength day, you know, doing rings conditioning, on one day we wouldn't do that the next day. We would work more on technical stuff that's lighter on the joints, uh, enables you to recover better, and then pick up that heavy session a day or two down the line. So... Um, can I just circle back, Josh, to the the the, the mindset um, aspect of it? Um, so you you've discussed that. Do you do you get would would you sort of encourage or try and transition your clients into a different um, into and for them to develop? Um, you know, it's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So you start with you know identity and beliefs at the very bottom. Is it about changing their identity first, the way they, per they perceive themselves, or is it just working on getting them? Uh, a little bit more confident, you know, um, because if you change the identity and the belief system, then the behaviours um, after that all align um, and become a lot easier to implement. Um, how is how how do you approach the mindset sort of specifically uh, with your clients? Yeah, I try to keep things basic, but I guess it's kind of a combination of the two. Uh, you know, you can you can read weakness from someone like when they're talking to you. When they can't look you in the eye, and and that's an issue, right? Because if you can't look you yeah. in the eye, then you can't look yourself in the eye in the mirror. And I think that's that's where it starts with me. Is 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 that positive, like the affirmations, the, the things you tell yourself. You have to big yourself up. It's who you're around. It's your environment. It's what you say to yourself on a daily basis. You want to bring yourself down, or do you want to bring yourself up? Are you with people who are high frequency or low frequency? Like this all matters and these these things need changing in order for you to start talking to yourself in a positive way. Because mm -hmm. like I said, when, when your mindset isn't in the right place and times get tough, because times do, life is life is tough. Life is a test in so many different areas, in relationships, in business, 
challenges, but when you, and even in workouts, so when you come to the gym and you're going through hypertrophy and you're trying to squeeze out those last sets and you're hitting your drop sets, have you got it to push those extra two reps where you're going to see growth? So most people won't who don't believe in themselves. Like that's a challenge that they can't get past. But once you believe in yourself and you believe that, you know, you can get through any challenge and you can get through that difficult task, the rest just becomes a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, and and that's kind of how I, I like to, to get my clients to, to those sorts of places. And when they tell me they're doing work, I'm just going, my God, I could never do that like months ago. And now that now they're doing it, now they're crushing it. That's telling me that they now know that they are worth more than they were previously. Yeah. Because so the belief the belief systems in place and then the behaviors and the actions become easier to actually yeah. carry out. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And it's it's learning to, as you said before, value themselves, isn't it? Saying, you know, that they they deserve to have good health and to be in good shape and whatever. Sometimes people you know, as you say, a lot of people are kind of downtrodden on themselves and really negative. Now it's a, it's a lot easier, I think, for people, especially now, to really just be negative to themselves and have a negative view. And something happens, they'll always react negatively and be like, "Oh, well, that's typical. That's this and that." But as you say, changing that to to a positive outlook and to to value in yourself and saying, you know, I'm I'm worth spending time investing in my health and fitness so I can feel better. That that's really important. You you mentioned things like affirmations there that they're things that you use. I think. Things like that, I think, really work well because some people can think that's kind of, you know, woo-woo and whatever. But, you know, just saying those things to yourself really makes a difference, doesn't it? Yeah, massively. And I'll, I'll share another experience. So when I was in CrossFit and I was, like, heavy into CrossFit and I was obviously chasing that to a standard, um, you, you need people around you. So someone takes care of my nutrition. Someone takes care of my training program. I even had a mindset coach to kind of be that positive person on my shoulder to tell me you know the things I needed to hear and how I could get through challenges and problems introduce me to reframing you know trying to change how things look like perceive that it's like all perception like try and turn a negative into a positive and again it all compounds and um yeah man like it's it, it's it's so important so so important Are you ready to kick off the holiday season on a high note? This November, join us for the ultimate 30-day healthy eating challenge. Picture this, a month of delicious, nutritious meals that will not only tantalize your taste buds, but also it's gonna transform your health and kickstart your weight loss journey. Here's a secret. Weight loss is 90% about what you eat and only 10% about exercise. Our challenge focuses on making healthy eating easy so you can shed the extra pounds without the extra sweat. Imagine the awe on your friends' faces as they witness your transformation at these holiday gatherings, all thanks to the magic of mindful eating. The 30-day healthy eating challenge is where health meets happiness on your plate. Don't wait for New Year's resolutions Kickstart your journey now and relish the joy of shedding the extra pounds this festive season. Click the link below and enroll today. Let's make this November a month of transformation, proving that nutrition is the key in your quest for a healthier, lighter you. Are you ready for the challenge? Hashtag 30 day challenge because the journey to weight loss starts with what's on your plate. 
just um obviously earlier you said that along your journey you did make some mistakes you know along the way and just were you able to turn them into a, a positive from obviously a negative situation and, and use it as a positive to help you to then further yourself yeah i guess that's where i am now like my whole journey through health and, and, and fitness is that i always thought that i needed to spend more and more time in there and that just again it just took me away from the other fruits of life you know um relationships broke down uh, i never had the opportunity to um learn new skills um go higher up at work i just became so docile i was just like a i was like a sloth outside of the gym and that was just a huge wake up call for me because i was like this can't be right and not only that i'm getting older so I'm not going to be able to keep this up forever. <laughs> you know, this is, it's great being young and, and, and flexing and getting strong and getting fit and doing all these fitness challenges. And you should still do that. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying for me, I was just throwing so much time into it that that was a big mistake and a big failure. And this is why I've gone on this whole journey of balance and what is balance to me and, and what is the definition of fitness? Like, um, like, do I need to be strong? Do I need to be fit? Do I need, what do I need? Like, what do I need to be just balanced and happy and fulfilled? And, and what what would you say is your definition of fitness that that it's brought you to? Well, you know, like when I when I got introduced to CrossFit, I thought this is bang on. This is it. Like, like I like this definition, and it, it seems straight. Like you want to be, you don't need to be the strongest, and you don't need to be the most aerobically fit, but you need to have a good standard and a good mix across the board now what it didn't take into account was again um the other uh, commitments in life like relationships and business and stuff like that and how you make money like that's all important too so um fulfillment to me now um is oh sorry fitness you, you, you the definition of fitness it, i think it still stands uh i just want to be mobile i want to be strong i want to be aerobically fit i want to be able to learn new skills and be competent to those skills i want to be able to swim bike run you know maybe do a little bit of gymnastics like it, it never stops right i think crossfit itself when i was doing it is is bigger than itself it just doesn't know it yet like you can go way way beyond what crossfit is currently doing to you know, you can add certain different sports in that they're not doing right now and be good at those things. So, yeah, I think it's 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 never ending. It's a never ending yeah. process. Yeah, and it's about it's really becoming a better overall athlete, isn't it? Yeah. And, and 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 being being as versatile as possible. And you mentioned, you know, as opposed to just being really, you know, having a really good physique, being toned. Uh, you know, having you know good muscle mass, but maybe not being mobile or not being aerobically fit. You know, so it's just it's really about finding the balance between everything. Um, yeah, I think that's brilliant, and I also like the fact that you mentioned the mobility and the flexibility side because I think that's quite neglected, and that is a form of of, of fitness um, and well being because mobility, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, mobility and flexibility was something that we obviously specialised in as gymnasts and something that I'm taking forward with my course. It's a part of it, and because we're move, we're moving all the time. So if you're not mobile, you're not comfortable moving, then you can't possibly uh, hope to improve your fitness anyway. So I think that's, you know, it's great that you've, you you really see that as a pillar of overall fitness as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, other things as well, like other failures you mentioned there, like um, you can't out-train a bad diet. That's something <laughs> I learned when I was a kid. 
you know, you're banging in ice cream after recovery and you're coming in like starving. Like you've had a wheat a bit. It's just, yeah, you can't, you can't sustain that. I've got actually got clients now who are young and I'm telling them this. And uh, one lad's just, he's got this addiction to peanut butter and bread and it's just all he has. And I'm just like, no, man, like, you. <laughs> We're going to have to change this. But, you know, these are mistakes that I've made that I can pass on to my clients and um, educate them on, like, what's better uh, to fuel your performance. Yeah, absolutely. It helps that you've, you know, because you've been through those, those experiences yourself, as you say, they can learn from your mistakes rather than learning from their own mistakes, which is obviously, you know, the, the easiest way we learn is from our own mistakes. But if we can manage to learn from others' mistakes, then that's obviously a lot better for us because we haven't got to go through the the pain of it um ourselves <clears throat> and like you say i think on on fitness i think a, a sign i mean I'm, I'm in my mid-30s i think a sign of fitness for people who are similar to my age is if if you just have a random opportunity to do some kind of sport and activity and if you can just do it without thinking and not be completely broken the next day then, th then that's a sign of reasonable fitness because i think mo most people can't you know they either couldn't do the physical activity in the first place or if they did it the next day they're absolutely broken so I, I think a sign of fitness for me is just being able to do what you want to do like you mentioned all the different sports and stuff like so if you can just do sport when you feel like it then you have a, a at least a reasonable level of fitness i would say uh, from my age as you say younger you can get away with stuff can't you they say you know i i could eat what i wanted when i was younger and do what i want and obviously now you've got to take a bit more care exactly yeah you just want to move well and like you said there and uh, most of my clients again they just want to feel good the next day they want to feel good during the gym they don't want it taking occupying too much of the time and adding big lengthy tasks to their schedule and then you know they want to wake up the next day just feeling great feeling mobile not feeling so tight and they're ready to fight again and 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 whatever that may be, the fight just may be steps or the fight may be that you're back in the gym doing high intensity intervals or it might be that you're doing resistance. Whatever it may be, you're just ready. And when you're ready, you feel good. And that's and that's it. It's the feel good factor that, that people want and they don't want to feel destroyed. They just want to feel ready. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, it's okay to feel like you worked out, but not like you couldn't possibly do it again. Like it's it's, it's finding that balance there again. And you know, it's it's the benefit of working with a coach like yourself that within fitness, there's so much stuff out there. People say all these things. There's so many different ways you could approach it and do it. And unfortunately, for a lot of people, they go in with really good intentions but they just you know try and do the wrong things or they try and do too much too soon and they end up injured and they end up demotivated and and it, and it doesn't work out so it's great to have someone who can guide you through you know it, it makes a huge huge difference sometimes people might think oh you know uh, what are they going to tell me that i wouldn't know but th there's tons of stuff um you know i imagine i imagine with a lot of clients obviously i mean you start with the mindset anyway and trying to trying to get them set on the right path but you know I, I imagine it could be quite a struggle with some clients trying to get them in that right place um and and i guess with some people is it a, is it a struggle to make them not do too much at first yeah uh, that, that can be a struggle you get the the beginner gains right so when people start this is the the whole thing that happens they they start a process they see the results they, they get the addiction it's like more 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 and you're just like no 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 recover recover <laughs> And they're just like, no, no, I can do it. I can do it. I can do more. But on the face of it, you're, you might feel great. But your nervous system is absolutely beat. And this is the experience you get from a coach. They understand energy systems. They understand your energy. 
And that's why you have a template in place and that's why you should stick to it because progress is non-linear, right? It's, you might see it like go like this, but really when you zoom in, there's days where like things are getting in the way, right? Just, just life gets in the way. So yeah, it's, um, they do, <laughs> they do get the big eyes when it comes to it. And it's the beginner gains and they get the addiction and then yeah, they get the injury they overtrain and they go, oh, what's happened? What's happened? He said, did you listen to the program? Well, no, I was feeling great. Well, there you go. Like, uh, <laughs> and this is why people always go, go back to what you said. Like they lose motivation and then they're back to square one, old bad habits. And yeah, it's the same with fad diets as well. Why people yeah. do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People are more likely, I think, to overtrain at the beginning than undertrain, aren't they? And a, a, a story on that, I was going to say a great story, but it's not really great because it's a really sad story. But a story on that, I remember I got told when I was years ago when I was younger, I think I was doing an FA coaching badge and they were doing a first aid course. And he was talking about he was a trainer and he worked with one old guy. The guy was like 70, out of shape, hadn't done anything years. He wanted to get healthy. So he said, we'll start with swimming. They went down the pool. The guy did like four lengths and he said, that'll do. Like, get out, we're done. And the guy was like, no, no, I'm feeling great. I want to keep going. And he said, well, you know, we don't want to overdo it. He said, look, if you want to carry on a bit, you can, but don't overdo it. He went, the guy carried on swimming lengths, gave himself a heart attack and died. It's like, yeah. like you, you know, you, got, you it's so easy to overdo it. And and he, he felt great at first, like you say, but you've got to know your limits and someone with expertise and a coach is much more likely to know what your, your actual limits are to, to begin with and to, to really be careful with it and to, to do it properly. Yeah. You, I mean, you can read it out of a textbook, but really, it all comes down to experience, like, and, that, and, that, and you want to coach with experience, like that's that's why it matters. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, could have been avoided if I listened. Yeah, exactly. That that that's something I was a coach with experience and who's taken their own advice. It always makes me laugh when you go down to local gyms and they've got personal trainers who are just overweight and out of shape. I'm like, who's like, how, how are you going to be listening to these people to improve your health when they're not in, in, in shape themselves? I think you have to set the example, don't you? Yeah, what's the saying? Never never trust the fat PT or never trust the skinny chef. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> is it. It's true, isn't it? Like, come on, you can't. If, if they're not taking their own advice, it can't be that good. So, um, yeah, the fact, you know, you've got the experience, you're in shape and you can say, look, I followed my advice. This is how I look. You know, you want to be in better shape take the advice so uh, it's, it's good to be able to do that lead by, lead by example exactly and it, and it gives them like uh kind of a visible uh not necessarily a target they have to look exactly like you but it can be like look this is what happens if you follow the advice you know you end up like this um which yeah. you know pe people want to people just want to know that stuff works don't they? they they don't need to know all the ins and outs they just want to know that it works and you can say look it works this shows that it works, so let's let's do it. Of course, like you are, you are the first receipt. So people will look at that and think, well, yeah, like this guy knows what he's doing. He's obviously following his own methodologies. He's got experience. He knows what he's doing. But like you said there, I, I always say you're setting the ceiling. People say you're setting the bar high, but someone's got to be the ceiling, and everyone else has got to rise up to the ceiling. And and that and that's what it's there for, right? So uh, I, I work hard and I work hard to help other people too because uh, I want people to come up to the ceiling. And uh, that, that that's just what I love doing uh, as, as a coach. Um, but one one key quality is, that, just to touch on the last bit, was that you look, I always look for someone who is coachable. Be coachable. Like that's the first thing. If you can be coachable, then, you know, you are going to see results. 
and you're going to sustain results as well. That's the key part. If you if you are, are coachable, yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. It, it's finding those people, isn't it, that are you can't help someone that's not ready to be helped, isn't it? And yeah. you know, I find if I'm speaking to someone that that knows more than me about a certain subject, is an expert in a certain subject, like yourself, then I, I listen to that person. I'm going to take on board what they say. Um, and you know, th- there's a lot of times I've you know, try to help people in, in terms of diet and nutrition. And I've reached out to people to try and help them. And, you know, if they're not in a position where they're ready to be helped, it, it's, it's impossible. You, you're wasting your time. Yeah, completely. Um, and, I, and I've, I've found that and, you know, I can relate to that in terms of the gym, uh, gymnastic coaching, coaching gymnasts, many different personalities. And some were a few of the most talented, technically gifted ones were actually the most uncoachable ones and you could not, you know, you just could not get them to, to focus. Um, and for various reasons, outside distractions, um, things like that, they're bringing in and you've only got, you've got a set amount of time to work with them and they're just, they're just not coachable despite how uh, technically gifted they are. And you actually find ones that aren't um, as talented, but have got the right mindset and who work who are very coachable and just do everything that you set out for them and they're just a lot easier to work with. So it's really about trying to add, almost like, do you feel that you need to add, maybe adapt your approach depending on the personality, Josh, of the client? No, like I always give people a chance in a shot. Yeah. Um, you know, talent was, what's the saying? Uh, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't look for people with talent. Like, and obviously, talent doesn't really come to me because that's not the job. I yeah, mean, but, yeah, uh, yeah. But I just want to know that people are going to work hard. That's because yeah, the gonna, mentality. Yeah. They're going to be anyone out there who's got talent, right? So you might yeah. see all these people on social media who've got good genetics and talent, but you know it doesn't matter as long as you've got a good, strong work ethic and grit. That's what I want to see, and you're coachable. You can, yeah, you, coachable. You, yeah, that's saying you're going to come up. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. It's having just having, as you say, being willing to work hard and having that discipline, then that that's going to take you the majority of, of the way there, isn't it? And especially if you're listening to a coach who's got the the insights, then that's going to speed you along your way a lot a lot faster. And um, so you, you you spoke earlier, obviously, about you know trying to have shorter workouts and and pack them in, which I, I agree with too is much better. And obviously, you're working with people who are busy, so that's perfect for them. And when it comes to yourself, what does your workout routine look like on, on say, a normal week? And that, how, how often are you in the gym? Are you specifically talking about my workout? Plan? Yeah, as it as in for you, yeah. So, yeah. So, like, again, I always set challenges. I have to set a challenge or a goal or a task. It's something that keeps me motivated. And then the next thing is that I voice it out to people. Uh, I always say, tell everyone what the challenge or the, or the goal is. Because it kind of, like, it's almost like you're, you're signing a document. Uh, it's like an unwritten signature it's 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 a commitment once you do that it's like right now i have to now i have to perform because now i've said it so um, yeah yeah it's exactly it man uh and that that excites me right that gives me the kick up the ass to go to go for it and um yeah i start training hard so my last one was obviously i I followed the the 13-week transformation uh loved every minute of it Uh, my clients some of my clients got involved as well and they absolutely crushed it. And that was just so good. The energy was high. We're feeding off each other. And everyone did fantastic. Now that's done. I've set a new challenge. And I'm actually getting into Muay Thai a bit more. So I, I still hit the gym. I do a lot of resistance. 
And I do that Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays. And then I do Muay Thai two times a week. And I have like two active rest days in there as well. So typically a whole week, resistance Monday, Tuesday would be Muay Thai, resistance Wednesday, active recovery. Um, Friday would be uh, the gym, so for more resistance. And then I would be Muay Thai on Saturday and it would be active recovery Sunday. That's typically what my weekly week looks like at the minute. So learning new skills and um, obviously in the gym, it's I like to do body recomposition. So what does that look like? Supersets. I do a lot of supersets because you're doing antagonistic pairs. You can save time. You've got a short rest period. Um, the metabolic effect is a lot higher as well. Like uh, I just like the feeling of it. And I, yeah, I enjoy doing that. And I just get good results from it. So that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, and it's good to be, have a goal to always ha have something you're aiming for to help motivate you. You know, that that's a great way to do it. And obviously you said that, you know, you got your clients on board with the 13 week thing and we're, we're just through November, we're doing a, a 30 day healthy eating challenge for people. And I think getting people together and having a goal is, is a great way to keep people motivated. And w when it comes to you, you know, you're talking about sets there and stuff. I've, I've heard some people talking about that they that going to failure on each set is is the best like having something that you can do say six to 12 reps on and going to failure on each one for some people say is is the best way to build muscle do, do, i don't know if you have views on that what you like to use do you like to use a certain amount of reps or how do you like to do it uh it's like that mind body connection uh, I, I just need to know that i'm going somewhere too close to failure because again it's it's about breaking down the muscle fibers so they can rebuild so again, this is why nutrition plays a huge part because you've got to fuel your muscles for the session to be able to do that. You've got to have the mindset to push yourself to, to do that and push yourself to failure. I do believe that to failure or close to failure is where you want to be for, for growth. And uh, again, your body's a, an adaptive organism, right? It's going to adapt to the stress that you put on it. If you're not stressing your body out in the gym, then you're not growing. Yeah, that yeah. is true. Well, yeah, the suit, the support, the suit. The super yeah the super uh, the supersetting aspect of it's uh, interesting. I use that within calisthenics and I use that within a, spe a specific muscle group. So if it's supersetting for your abs, it's two exercises compounding and doing um, going from one to the other um, with as little rest as possible. So you're just overloading that muscle group. So I find that quite interesting, um, yeah. and that's really how you, how how it, how it grows. 100%. Yeah, I follow the same same strategy. Uh, yeah. Supersets are brilliant, they're efficient. Yeah. Like you said, yeah, really good. Awesome. I, I remember also hearing, I can't remember, it was on one of the podcasts I was listening to um, with a uh, a guy who was a decathlete in America. And he, he was, I think, for, for whatever he was doing, he, he changed up the way he was eating and he was finding he was putting on too much muscle size. So he, he said that he swapped from um, from lifting heavy and slow he changed to lifting uh light and fast and he said that it helped improve his strength but didn't build the muscle size i don't know if you've if you've heard anything of that or whether you think that 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 is um how it works with that or so you repeat that again so, so he he changed he he felt he was getting he was getting too um because obviously with decathlete you've got lots of things to do and he was getting too bulky it wasn't good for him but he wanted to keep his strength so he switched from lifting um slow and heavy to lifting like light and and fast so lots of movement and, and apparently he said that that helped his his strength stay up but not is not make his muscles bigger 
I, I don't know whether there's anything behind that, whether there's any truth with that. Yeah, I mean, what you're doing there, you, it's the contractile stuff. Isn't it? It's your muscle fibers at the end of the day. Uh, so your fast twitch, your slow twitch, uh, everyone's different. Um, so again, the the results of your exercise are going to look different to someone else's results. So it's it's not one size fits all for everyone. But for me, uh, in my if I do high reps, low weights, then um, yeah, I do kind of maintain my strength, and I don't actually put on more muscle mass. When I'm put I'm putting on muscle mass, it's again it's a nutrition point as well. It's when my carbohydrates go up. Uh, creatine is another thing that makes me absorb more water, retain more water. So again, I look bigger and the way I train uh, and get bigger again for me is that sweet spot of eight to 15 reps. Um, that kind of gets me big. But outside of that, yeah, if you're looking to reduce the weight and increase the reps and the volume, uh, how would that look? Yeah, it's 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 all dependent on the person, um, but yeah. it's something that I don't train in. Yeah, I suppose, like you say, it's dependent on on the person and their aims, isn't it? And and everyone's different, like you say. So everything's got to be personalized. You can't go around and do if you go and do someone else's personalized workout, it it might not get you the same results or or work as well for you, isn't it? Understand. I mean, I, I mean, I've done like I said triathlons and stuff like that. So a lot of that was take myself completely away from the gym this was me testing fitness again it was just like right okay like what's my weakness or well, my aerobic capacity is not the best <laughs> so all right i'll i'll train up for an iron man and i'll try and do that so uh <laughs> so these are the mad things that i, I put myself through uh, but yeah my training was a lot a lot more of that and i was actually doing hybrid at the time so hybrid is i don't know you've heard this concept that's it's kicking off quite a lot um it's like concurrent training like uh, so you've got absolute strength and then you've got um endurance training basically so it's like opposite ends of the the spectrum and you're trying to do the two and you try to be as strong as you possibly can while you know running on cycling mad distances so i went for that and um so i was still doing the strength stuff and I actually i actually got stronger like because i was doing a specific strength bias so my obviously my, my sets and reps changed and um, I split those sessions just two a week and the rest of it was just trained for the Ironman. So I was on the bike for like four or five hours. Uh, I'd be, you know, swimming for an hour, an hour and a half. And then I'd be, uh, I'd be running as well, like half marathons. And my strength, and my size went down. Like I actually, my size went down, but my strength didn't. So that's just another piece of learning that I did. No experience. Yeah, that's that's really interesting with that. And 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 how was the Ironman for you? <laughs> uh, it wasn't a success. So what I did was uh, I did a half and then I went to the full. I actually did um, a strength test first. So I did the CrossFit total at like three in the morning. So I did uh, max back squat, max deadlift, uh, max overhead press. And then I got my wetsuit on and went to the start line and did the Ironman. But uh, I had issues with my back. <laughs> <laughs> So apparently lifting every three o'clock in the morning isn't a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> then going into an Ironman. But yeah, uh, it's something that I, I want to have another stab at again. So it's yeah. something that I need to tick off. Uh, but there's huge, huge amounts of learning that came out of that. And that's what I wanted to do because no one else was doing it. And I wanted to be one of the first. And I wanted to kind of uh, understand how my body felt going through that sort of challenge and those pains and how I could prepare better nutritionally um, how I could prepare with my lifestyle and where I could take time out of to make myself better at this. Uh, but yeah, 
you're just pinching percentages from everywhere to try and be the best I possibly can. Yeah, that's that's what it's all about. Constantly learning, constantly bettering yourself, improving, do, you know, doing challenges, and that that's the only way that you'll that you'll get better. You know, no no one is perfect in any certain thing, and you just got to keep learning. There's all there's always new stuff there to learn and to improve, isn't it? I try and have the same mindset, be open to new things, and and just try and keep improving. I think that's the way we've got to do everything, whether it's as as coaches or as just clients or general people. We should always be trying to improve ourselves, shouldn't we? In any way we can. 100%. And my learning from that was that next time I do an Ironman, don't choose one that's hilly. <laughs> so the, the bike was literally, the bike course was almost 10,000 feet of elevation gain. And uh, wow. yeah, oh man, it was, uh, so Super Sapiens is in Bolton in England. So in the UK, it was just like ridiculous, man. It was, I constantly felt like I was cycling uphill because I yeah. was. <laughs> yeah. Waiting yeah, for the just, downhill part. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that, that's the learning. What I need is a downhill Ironman. Uh, that's yeah. what I need. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, fair fair play for doing it because um, you know most people wouldn't even attempt that. Yeah, um, sure. yeah. I mean, I, the, the only I, I done I've done a marathon myself um, years back, which you know was was okay. It was a good a good achievement to do. I I think I could do a lot better if I redid it because. I know a lot more now, but um, yeah, I, an Ironman might might be out of my list because I'm not. A, I'm a very poor swimmer. That's my. So I might struggle with that. Running and cycling, I might be able to do, but but maybe not the swimming. Balance, remember, work your weaknesses. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I better get down the pool and start improving. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, well, go on, Barry. Jump in. Well, it was just uh, yeah, just thought uh, just on on the running aspect. Just one quick. Um, point i was interested in hearing josh uh, do you incorporate any um sort of sprinting uh, in, into your training or or into any what uh, clients of yours um because i do some help uh, a weekly hill sprint and i find that really beneficial you know three times and just doing you know shorter distance but really doing it as fast as you can and doing yourself doing yourself in is that something that you've delved into at all yes mate it's like you're reading my program yeah, <laughs> he googled it yeah. beforehand. <laughs> uh, definitely, one hundred percent. And the reason why uh, I like it so much, uh, we do sprint. So I do sprinting, either running uh, hill sprints, or we can do like dead mill sprints, or we do prowlers. Yeah. Um, and the opposite to that, if 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 they can't handle the impact because of where they are or if we've got any injuries, we stick them on the assault bike. Love that thing um and yeah sprint work like we, we're doing like sprints we're doing 10 seconds hard effort 50 seconds rest and we're doing multiple intervals and we're building that volume up over time uh fantastic for weight loss like, yeah that's brilliant yeah yeah I'm really probably one of the best yeah yeah almost prefer, i prefer to do that than running um you know that's just my my, my thing personally but I found yeah. that the more I've done it really beneficial and helps increase your explosiveness and your athleticism as well. Yeah, man, like, and, and it's time, don't forget. So, I mean, what Raj just said there, it's in a marathon, like not many people can do a marathon because it's the time expense. They yeah. don't have that time to put in, right? So give them something where they're going to burn just as many calories in a short amount of time. Well, you're going to have to put the effort in and go ham on this bike yeah. or you go on this, like, uh, this treadmill or get on this hill and just sprint it's only going to take you 10 minutes it's like 10 minutes yeah. Yeah. great for busy professional so yeah it's, it's a game changer like why wouldn't you 
Yeah, perfect. And like I said, like you said there, I think especially for weight loss and things like that, sprinting, you know, just a short, a little bit of sprinting is going to be better than doing, you know, running slowly, jogging for like an hour's time anyway. So as you said, why not pack it into a, a small amount of time? And I think it's, I don't know if you've heard of uh, Dr. Sean O'Mara in America. He's big on like um, visceral fat, you know, and, and in the best way to get rid of that, he says it is with using uh, sprinting. Um, as well so yeah i think it, i think it's definitely beneficial if you're going to be doing cardio that you, you do it as sprinting definitely yeah well um josh i appreciate your time i don't want to take up too much of your time on a on a weekend Um, we really appreciate you coming on and giving some of your your insights <clears throat> as i say i'm always looking to uh from a selfish perspective whenever we get guests on i'm always looking to learn stuff for myself as well as uh as well as hoping in the listeners learn so um thank you very much for coming on and and, and hopefully you've you've enjoyed yourself as well absolutely loved it it's been a pleasure and um yeah all the best to everyone and i'm looking forward to tuning into some of your episodes Awesome. And also just give us a quick shout out of where people can find you as well. We'll put your links in the description, but just, just let people know if they if they want to look you up and if they want to work with you, how do they find you? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, so I'm pretty active on Instagram. So you can find me at Josh Evans underscore training or I have my own website and it's evansperformancecoaching.com. Awesome. We'll, we'll get that all in the description for people. Um, I encourage anyone who's interested to to look up Josh and have a look at what he's doing, see if it works for you. Yeah, and... great Instagram. Had all myself. Um, yeah, really good stuff there. Yeah, yeah, Appreciate awesome. It. That's all right. Uh, thank you again for being here. Thank you again, Barry, as well for being here. Yeah, always a pleasure, Ryan. And uh, thanks for coming on, Josh. Great episode. And uh, yeah, um, really, really enjoyed uh, the the lesson and the conversation. Really uh, valuable stuff there. And uh, yeah, hope to 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 see you on again at some point. Oh, I'd love it. I'd love to. Yeah. yeah absolutely you'd be welcome back as i say there's a lot more we could have uh carried on speaking about but you know i don't want to take up everyone's day so <laughs> um all right thank you very much for coming on uh we will see everyone again next week and let's get optimal together <laughs>